Hey guys. All right. We just wanted to get on and give you a little heads up that this is a little bit of a different beginning than typical because, well, we had an unexpected surprise, but you're going to have to wait till the very, very end of the episode to find out what it is. In the meantime, we'll let you get back to your regularly scheduled programming, which is episode 31 of Hello Bump. Hey, babe, you're going to be a dad. And you're going to be a mom. (laughs) What? Hi, guys. I'm Angela Lanter. (laughs) And I'm Matt Lanter. So my husband, Matt, you might recognize him from your TV screen. He's an actor. Yeah, and my smoking hot wife sitting next to me, you might recognize her off your computer screen. She's a blogger. Come along and experience this journey with us as we prepare to have our first kid. Yeah, to the dudes out there, this is scary stuff. Unprecedented territory. I need your support. And the moms. I mean, there's so much going on with our bodies and we're experiencing so many crazy things. So I'm going to tell you like it is. That's true. Well, we originally didn't even intend to release this podcast. We just wanted to look back at it and have it as sort of like an audio yearbook. But the more we thought about it, we thought... Why not share this with the world? Hopefully y'all can learn with us. Laugh with us. Or maybe reminisce about your own pregnancy. Either way, sit back, relax, and join us on Hello Bump. Ho, 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 hello, Bump. Holo? (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to Hello Bump Podcast with your favorite what is happening outside? Is that a helicopter? We've got like the freaking uh, oh armor, armored cavalry flying by here. Good night. That's loud. The, guys, whole, the floor's shaking. You guys probably can't even hear it. So, but uh, anyway, uh, hey, hey, Merry Christmas. Well, Christmas is technically over, so isn't it Happy New Year? Well, no. This is our Christmas episode. Old Lang Syne. Old Old Lang Syne. How do you say oh, that? Odd love. Odd love. Sing. <laughs> It's definitely not. <laughs> well, it's like AU. Old. It's not old. A, it's A U L D. Old. Old. Old Lao Sing. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Old Lang Sign. Okay. Anyway, uh, hey, welcome to the Hello Bump podcast. I yeah. am your co host. I'm Matt. This is my wife and my co host and the host of the child in her belly. Her <laughs> name is Angie. Uh, No. Okay. That's definitely not my name. She hates Angie. Not my name. That's not my name. I just do it to uh, rubber the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Ruffle my feathers. Yep. So, uh, hey, thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is our podcast. We talk all about babies. And currently, my wife is in week 37. Well, we're talking about 37. I'm currently 38 weeks pregnant. Okay. I feel like those are small, small details that we didn't really have to call to attention. <laughs> We are, we're going to be recapping our week 37 of pregnancy. This is yeah. episode number 31 of Hello Bump. If you're still listening and you've listened since the beginning, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. We are in the home stretch. It is almost over. It's so crazy. It is crazy. So uh, I say we do it and let's hop in. Let's do it. Okay. I hope everyone had a great Christmas. We yeah. Had, we had a really good Christmas. We didn't do a whole lot, which in our books is great. Well- we did everything that we wanted to do for Christmas except for one thing. Which was what? It was the candlelight service. 
oh man, I know we, mm-hmm. we didn't do church this year. That's the only, but that's the only tradition that we miss. Everything else we did like normal. And it's really, truly paining me that we didn't go to church. I literally don't think I've skipped a Christmas Eve service. I mean, honestly, my entire life. It's so funny because I didn't grow up going to church on Christmas Eve. What did you guys do? Well, we always had the Weavers. My mom's side of the family was Christmas Eve. And then all day Christmas Day was my dad's side. So did you do a a church service for Christmas like at all? No, we didn't. Unless it happened to fall on Sunday, Christmas. Wow. It's really interesting. Well, it's just, it's part of like, it's part of my tradition. Like that's Christmas for me is going to that Christmas Eve candlelight service. it's become our tradition. And we do it. We do it too. Uh, and then we used to come home from, um, maybe we went out like looking at lights or something as a family after Christmas uh, Eve service. And we'd come home and we'd open usually one, well, here, here's how we did it. We would open pajamas every year. We get new pajamas, which now we do. That's our tradition, not to. Mm-hmm. Pajamas on Christmas Eve. And of course we wear those Christmas Eve night and then, you know, we just kind of lounge them all day on Christmas. You get up and you open your gifts and your PJs. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and your, your pages like we call them. Pages. And uh, when I was a kid, we would also open gifts from like out of town, you know, aunts or uncles or grandparents or things like that. That's on Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I, mean, I never did that. Yep. My so, mom made me wait till Christmas Day. No, no. Anything that wasn't from Santa was Christmas Eve. Hmm. Like, so your parents, do they give you gifts? Um, or was that Christmas morning also? No, that I think that was Christmas morning also. But usually, I don't, I don't know if my parents really got us gifts or it was just pretty much Santa. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But anyway, so we missed Christmas Eve service this year. And there's just, we, we have another tradition where we go to this, this uh, Christmas parade thing. And a few of our friends were going and they had a, their kid and, just kind of a really magical thing. So we did go to that. It was very early. And then we always go to Christmas Eve service after that, which is candlelight. Sometimes it's like 9 p.m., 10 p.m., or even midnight. Well, they didn't have uh, those uh, service. service. Like some of those services went away. The latest they had was 8 o'clock, and we just couldn't swing it. We couldn't swing it to get to that. And honestly, one of the reasons also is because Angela was not sure she was feeling quite up to it, trying to. I wasn't feeling up to it. To I zip struggled around. the parade. You did. They had to bring bit. me a chair, remember? Yeah, this week has sort of been tough. So I guess we can we can hop right into this. Um, my legs, man. So I guess, you know, every week I go back through and I sort of tell you what the uh, bump app says. So this week, week 37, our baby is as big as romaine lettuce. Uh, you know what that vegetable looks like at least, right? The majority of vegetables lately, I feel like you you just have no oh, idea just, what they are. That's been whack. It's been totally off the wall. <laughs> But this one, you know. I mean, I guess, but you don't ever see like a head of romaine lettuce necessarily. You always just see it in. Oh, well, if you go to the prepackaged. But romaine lettuce is long. Yeah, it's like a stalk. It's a stalk. It's not like the head of cabbage lettuce. Like an iceberg. Right. Um, Okay, so hey, speaking of, that's so funny. It says a 37 weeks pregnant baby is the size of a head of romaine lettuce. How is that even possible? The baby should be, feels like it should be way bigger. Average 19.1 inches, average of 6.3 pounds, baby's gaining half an ounce each day. Oh, symptoms says heartburn, spotting, stretch marks, abdominal pressure, trouble sleeping, contractions, and nausea. Come on down. I don't have the majority of those. 
Don't have spotting. Don't have pressure. Don't have nausea. You've had... I've had heartburn. You really don't have stretch marks either. I I don't have a single stretch mark that I've found. And and like tons of pregnant women or women who have been pregnant are going like, they want to punch you in the face right now. Maybe, but I feel like there's a lot of women who don't get stretch marks. Now we're starting to see things that says pregnant signs of labor. Like it's getting us prepared to be like, hey, you know, that labor's coming up and here's you how know, you know. I feel like we're already totally prepared for signs of labor after all those childbirth classes that we've been through, which well, we'll talk about. Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and get into that. I mean, okay. honestly, I kind of went through it and it's just a novelty thing to say what the stinking food is that the baby compares to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I told you the symptoms, what they say you might experience. Right. So let's go ahead and talk about this week. We've had a pretty, I think, busy week as far as just things happening um, to you and your body and, you know, things happening like with our schedule and Christmas and... Well, luckily you're off of work. But right. the thing is, is that because you've been working such crazy hours, we had to book literally everything for these weeks that you're off. Yeah, we've not really had the time to do like the traditional Lamaze classes and childbirth meet classes. To like a pediatrician, and, any and of that. The, the hospital stuff and, and all that. The tours. Yeah, like all of that we've had to wait and schedule for this time that you're off of work. So that's why this week has been so... In- Right. So a lot of things were sort of jammed into this week. So let's yeah. get into it. And okay. I think I did this last week. Let's just more or less go through a week because it's really hard, especially when we're this late in the game. There's so much stuff going on to go Plus back through. the holidays. To go back through and say like symptoms, here's that category. Here's this. I'm just more or less going to go through our week and yeah. let's talk about what was going on. So uh, <laughs> your very first note, this is awful. I always tell Angela she's too violent with me. Like whenever we like play around and wrestle around, she's too violent. Her first note is that she dropped the phone on the baby's head and the poor baby started kicking. I mean, honestly, you got to get this under control. You, you straight up yelled at me when that happened. I absolutely did. You're injuring my kid and my kid's not even born yet. My kid's not even a kid and you're injuring her. She's definitely a kid, but... I didn't mean to do it. I was sitting on the couch on my phone and the phone slipped out of my hands and it happened to fall exactly where her head was in my in my belly. And she did. She kicked around like crazy and I felt horrible. I feel like you've horrible. seen those memes on the internet or like gifs or whatever of people dr- like looking at their phone in bed at night and dropping it on their forehead. Which I've done. We've all done it. But they need to make like a pregnant gif of, of you dropping your phone in the belly. And that poor little thing was probably wailing in there. I think she was crying. That is awful. Because I felt like... I felt the shaking thing, and I feel like she was crying. That's absolutely awful. Our poor kid's going to come out with bruises and dents and everything. I know. Poor thing. You've been craving some stuff yeah. this week. Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> at week 37, I think it's pretty darn safe to say that you're just not going to have any nutso-crazy cravings. You haven't really ever done it. Yeah. You 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 liked, you liked wanted more of like what you like, which mm-hmm. is you know sweets and stuff like that, but- You've never wanted the crazy stuff. No, I haven't. So let's just put an end to that, you know, that rumor right there. Yeah. That everybody crazy, you know, craves but crazy things. But then what things. is my next pregnancy I do? I, I, who knows? <laughs> well, let's, let's get to that when, when we get to that. Yeah. But what you have been craving is Coke and cranberry juice. I don't know where the cranberry it's juice came from. fluid in general, though. Have you, like, I've been talking about that. Like, at night, I'm parched. Like, literally, like cannot get enough fluid whether it's water 
whatever. Like I just cannot, it's like a thirst that can't be satisfied. Well, that makes total sense because you're using a lot more fluid. You've got amniotic fluid floating around. You're yeah. Like, you're basically having to drink for two. Well, the cranberry juice thing started the week of my baby shower here in LA because you bought cranberry juice for your mom because she was having some health stuff. Yeah. And I saw it in the fridge and I'm like, I really want that. And so ever since then, it's been like a, th- a thing that I just want cranberry juice. Um, Coke though, what is up with these planes tonight? Holy cow. I don't know. That one's shaking the house. Gosh. Anyways, Coke, that's not anything new, but I'm at the point now where I'm drinking two Cokes a day and you're like really trying to reel that in. Yeah, that's really bad. And every time I drink a Coke, what happens? You swell. The baby gets hiccups. <laughs> yeah, our baby gets hiccups a lot. I know, but she, she every time I drink Coke. So this past week, Matt went and got me caffeine-free Coke. And I've noticed that when I drink that, she doesn't get the hiccups. And when you drink it, you don't hiccup either. Caffeine-free? Yeah. But when I drink regular, I do hiccup. The first swig, I always And she hiccup. hiccups too when I drink it. I don't know what this deal is, but you, you got to get this Coke thing under control. I know. Well, well I mean, we, one Coke I kind a day of is did. awful. Well, at this point, I, I've not had a choice, which we'll get into that in a second. And I feel like you're, you're getting a lot more swelling. And honestly, I just I might be because of all the sugar and all that crap. I feel like you're <sighs> um, harassing me right now. And no, I don't appreciate that. No, I'm not that. harassing you. It comes from a place of love. <laughs> is that what it is? Yes, it is. I feel like you're my dietitian. So we went to our second childbirth class. Yeah. Uh, again, um, I think we told you guys this, we're doing the private class, which is really cool, convenient, and oddly just as cheap. So I sort of recommend this to anybody. Especially if you're in of, LA. Yeah. Instead of going out and sitting in a class with like 20 other Because we had to and, wait list for everything else, like in the hospital. How's that? I don't even know how it's possible. I mean, we're getting like singular attention. It's been great. Anyway. Second class, we learned a lot about cesarean. Um, well, she specifically built that around for the, our curriculum for us because we know that we're having... Right. As of now, we're still... Scheduled C-section. Scheduled C-section. So we kind of lightly went over like the labor. I mean, obviously, we know anything could happen. Uh, so we kind of touched over this stuff. But she did center things more on cesarean. She talked about this thing called a gentle cesarean. Yeah, which Dr. Berlin, our chiropractor breach specialist... He actually told us about this, which mm-hmm. I talked about last episode, I believe. But then she really expanded on it for us. Yeah, uh, he actually had like a whole podcast about it and everything. Which now, I want to go listen to. A gentle cesarean, real quick. I can't remember if we've talked about it or not, but pretty much what that is, is just having your music playlist, uh, having aromatherapy going. Um, you know, having the curtain down or a clear curtain so you can watch the baby being born, pulled up at the moment they're born, um, skin to skin immediately after the birth. Uh, also, just like a just a calming vibe in the room, uh, less like a surgery, uh, like a routine surgery that doctors and nurses are used to, and more just like, hey, this is a birth of my child. It's very special. It's to kind us of like a almost. Spiritual. I hate the word spiritual, but that kind of is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I and she found this video on YouTube and showed it to us and I and it made me cry watching it <laughs> because it just felt like wow, like we can have this beautiful birth experience in an operating room. It doesn't have to be a vaginal birth 
to be beautiful. To be special, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it just really helped put things in perspective for me watching that video. Yeah, and it, one of the things also is it kind of saying like, hey, we do need to take the responsibility though and tell the doctors um, before we go in and just remind them that this is a, it's a birth. It's a beautiful moment. It's not just a routine surgery. And um, this is the one birth that, you know, we're not going to get back as parents and our kid's not going to get back. So um, let's treat it as such. Um, we also talked about vaginal seeding, mm-hmm. which we'll have to ask about. That's essentially where they take like the, some of the mucus and mm-hmm. some of the other things from the, that they, from the cervix that they would, the baby would pass through. And uh, it, it's like, it's more done mostly for the good germs and stuff and microbes that get on the baby's skin mm-hmm. in a natural birth that of course don't happen in a C-section. And so they literally just kind of like swab your cervix and your mm-hmm. inside of your vagina and, and smear that sucker on like freaking peanut it, butter. They put it all over the baby's face and the nostrils, um, I think in the mouth even. like. I mean, can you imagine that if your baby, like you're being born, it's stressful. It's all warm. You get ripped in the cold. And then all of a sudden you have this junk smeared in your face and you're like, Bleh! Yeah. That's that's nasty. It kind of is when you think about it. It's it's awful. Like I wouldn't want anybody's like mucus smeared all over me. Uh did you even have to say that? <laughs> Let alone from their vaginas. I mean, yeah. Come on. Well come on. Vagina mucus shouldn't even be said. It, I mean, like, it kind of makes me want to gag when you just said that. So right, don't say that's it what again. I'm saying. Don't say it again. Yeah, it just, it made me want to gag. We also, <laughs> we also learned about, like, the healing time after a C-section, which I kind of feel like I already have that in perspective because I've been through two laparoscopies. Touched on vaccinations. Yeah, we learned did. Learned about uh, interventions, what that meant. And, and inductions and how, you know, the dangers of inductions. Which none of that. The interventions and inductions don't apply to us at this point in time because we're having a C-section. So Yeah, not at this point, but you never but know. But it's good so to she, know this information. Yeah, she wanted to cover it just in case. Um, I feel like you're a little bit stressed out about it, though, because we still don't know for sure like what's really going to happen. So now we've kind of gone in and geared all yeah. this to c-section we've learned all about it but we still have this question of the unknown like what's going to happen and it's just kind of scary and i feel like i think you're okay with the c-section but now i feel like it threw you a little bit going to this class i've got my gears and shift and ready to go for the c-section but like what if something happens and she shifts and turns into position and now we've got we're vaginal like i'm totally not in that mindset are you in that mindset are you ready? Are you prepared to coach me and, you know, do all of these things to get me through hours and hours of long labor potentially? I don't think, I don't think that I feel like I've been properly trained or researched enough about like all the techniques and things that I need to be coaching you through. Right. Because Um, that's not what we've been preparing for. No, but listen, I really feel like within a, you promised me you were not going to hit. I'm not going to do it again. I promise. I'm sorry. She bashes this microphone all day. It was my, every day. It was my finger. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, I've got like two episodes left on this thing, and I'm going to get you a new microphone stand just so you can stop hitting that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, man, you threw my vibe, girl. Um, so uh, we talked about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, Oh, we were talking about being on board and the coaching and all that. No, but what I was going to say is I feel like I feel like with two hours on YouTube and I'll be an expert. You know what I mean? 
So uh, I'm not super worried about it. I love um, that you feel like you can prepare for anything in life with YouTube. You pretty much can. Honestly, I could probably do an appendectomy if I just watch YouTube. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, um, but listen, we back to that vaginal uh, seating thing. We need to research that, see if that's... We do, because we don't know if that's something that... Well, we don't know enough about it. Should do or want to do or whatever. I haven't researched it at One all. One thing that we learned that sort of bothered us yeah. was that it's, uh, she said that I most likely will not be allowed in pre-op, um, which is all the preparation for operation, <laughs> hence the name pre-op. Uh, like, <laughs> when I get the epidural. This would be the epidural. This would be... Which, do I get an epidural or a spinal block? Which one do I get? I don't know. I mean, what's the difference? I thought that an epidural was for labor and a spinal block was for a cesarean. Regardless, I'm just I'm just talking on my thoughts. Well, right they now. do the. I mean, it's the same thing. Isn't but it? like, you got a block when you had your sh- shoulder surgery. Oh man, that was rough. <laughs> rough, rough, rough. But that gives me anxiety in and of itself because having a needle inserted into my spine, my back, like I want my husband there with me. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's a little scary having to go through some of this stuff on your own. And it sounds like it's not going to be well, real long when you're getting this stuff done. But No, I but I mean, you were there when the baby was created. I feel like you need to be there for all of the the birthing process. You know uh, what I mean? I hope I was there when that baby was created. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, so we went back Saturday for the final birth class. Yeah. This one kind of focused on uh, breastfeeding. And um, man, we learned a lot about, I feel like breastfeeding is just such a large area of concern and knowledge to be learned. Yeah. Like it, it feels, it, it, it's so, it's so simple, right? Like you think it's just so simple, but then you talk to all these people and the nurses, you watch all these videos and. There's so much to learn about like different, you know, latches and how, what's a good latch and a bad latch and how positions to, positions and just, man, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And everyone talks about how stressful it can be and how your milk doesn't come in for three or four days and there's different kinds of milk and, and the colostrum. Like, who would have known? Who would have known all this stuff? I feel but, like your head was a little bit spinning at the breastfeeding class. I feel like that was the most information that we got. Maybe so. I, I I mean, it was a lot of information, but it was great. It was great information. Uh, we just, you and I personally haven't had a whole lot of conversations about feeding the baby because like it's, I just feel like it's always been, I'm going to nurse and that's all there is to well, it. That's our plan. Our plan is that we, we definitely. We've never even talked about it. No, because we definitely want to nurse if we can. Yeah. And uh, we know we want to do it. So, but uh, yeah, so we, we. We talked about that. We lo- learned the importance of doing the skin to skin, which of course we kind of knew about and planned on it. But we, she talked about you know all the real reasons that it helps the baby latch on quicker, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the benefits of breast milk versus formula. The they showed a, a label in one of the the slides of the formula, mm-hmm. and wasn't it like sixty percent soy? It was something a little scary. And, and that was scary to me because I don't eat soy. I try to really cut it out as much as yeah, possible. I want to be careful not to seem like we're knocking it too much because plenty of parents do formula and even people that we know do formula. Of course. Um, but this is just for us. Yeah. And so here's the thing. And I've said this before. I actually hate the saying breast is best. Everyone says that. And it really bothers me because it's not best for everyone. And there's certain women who cannot breastfeed. And I feel like that just is so 
derogatory for those moms because how do we know that I'll be able to breastfeed? Right. But then I hear, I read these statistics about formula and that scares me too. So it's like a darned if you do, darned if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the soy thing scared the crap out of me because there's so many studies that endometriosis is caused by soy consumption. So, but there are other formulas out there, like goat's milk and stuff like that, yeah. that don't have any soy in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. We learned about uh, different types of poop mm-hmm. after birth. They go through like stages of poop, and that's kind of how you know. We saw a lot of dirty diapers. Yeah, we saw a lot of poop mm-hmm. on that screen. And that's how you know kind of like if their digestive system is, is working properly and where they're at and all this kind of stuff. It helps you gauge when your milk's in too a little bit. Because the poop starts to change. Oh, right. right as the colostrum starts yeah. to phase out. Yeah. She yeah. even brought me a boppy and the the fake baby and showed me exactly how to hold the baby. Which I right. I feel like that was so hands-on and so good because I feel like had we been in a classroom setting, there's no way we would have gotten that one-on-one attention. Mm-mm. And she showed us exactly how the lips should be to show when it's a good latch, mm-hmm. how the tongue should be mm-hmm. to listen for the sounds. It's a lot of information. <laughs> Tons of information. <laughs> it was a little overwhelming. And I walked away like, oh my gosh, am I sure that I want to do breastfeeding? Because right now it feels like so much pressure. But we do have YouTube and we can always <laughs> reference YouTube. <laughs> Back right. to the good old YouTube. Yeah. So after that class, we actually went over and vid- uh, vidited, <laughs> visited Justin and Melissa, which you guys know. We told you they had their daughter. We visited them. We saw Sophie. We didn't really hold her or get near or anything, you know, just because she's pretty pretty new and we want to stay. I didn't want to hold her just in the off chance that, I don't know. That you had some sort of sickness. Yeah, but I I had no symptoms and didn't feel sick at all. But I was just so scared because she's so tiny. She's little. She's so tiny. She's not even five pounds. She's so little. I know. So then after we left Justin Melissa's, Angela started really getting some bad Braxton Hicks. Just like constant Braxton Hicks. Well, do you remember we actually ran on a errand because you needed to buy a Christmas present and I was with you. It was for me. And I sat in the car while you ran into the mall. And that's when they really kicked up a notch because you were in the mall for like an hour and a half. That was the worst. And I didn't even find, I went to so many stores and I didn't even find what I was looking for. But as we were, as you were gone, I got out my app and I started to um, do the contraction tracker and they were very inconsistent, but they were very constant. Uh-huh. They were coming anywhere from a minute apart to nine minutes apart. And I felt like they were really strong. Like you were kind of struggling with them. They were knocking what? the wind out of me. Right, right. That was kind of new. It was, but then they just dissipated. They completely went away. Yeah. So that's how I knew they weren't real. Not real. Yeah. But they're getting stronger, which is interesting. I don't know. Is that like an indication that labor is near or is that just your body just false laboring? I... I don't know, but it's different, so something to pay attention to. True. So then, you know, Christmas Eve. Uh, oh, hey, by the way, me and Soka, we got matching PJs for Christmas Eve. <laughs> Angela got a Star Wars PJs, and the dog got them too. So Weren't they so cute? Um, they're I got, thermals. I got to admit, they're pretty awesome. <laughs> it, had I not been pregnant, I totally would have gotten myself a pair so we could just be a matching family. Because <laughs> they're just so cute. So then Christmas rolls around. We had a great Christmas day, though. Just like sat around and and just relaxed. You did have a lot of swelling and leg pain, though, for, on Christmas. You, you you just couldn't get comfortable. Yeah. I had a hard time even cooking, like being on my feet. 
I, and we did, um, we got a honey baked ham that's sort of like our tradition as well. Yeah. And um, we've really been sort of careful over the last day uh, with like all of your salt and stuff intake. So just I'm from the swelling, a little, a little worried about like the honey baked ham and stuff with your swelling. If we should really be, you know, if you should be really eating that stuff. But yeah, the next day I, I, don't know. I paid for it. I paid for it. But uh, I literally have just, two pairs of shoes that fit my fat feet right now. They're flip flops or my Uggs. That's it. So good though. It's just hard. It is so good. And we do it <laughs> once a year. Okay. So got through Christmas. Mm-hmm. On the 26th, we had stuff scheduled. We were moving and shaking. We have so much scheduled this we were, week. We were not going to wait right. for the whole holiday to go by. In the morning, we had a visit with the doctor. <sighs> First, we had the ultrasound. Well, yeah, okay. Same office. Yeah. <laughs> the baby hasn't moved. Right. Still breach. Yeah. So we are definitely confirmed up with that scheduled cesarean section, um, you know. Which is going to be next Friday now. Right. Uh, hey, the ultrasound showed your good fluid levels. But one thing that was interesting is that the ultrasound tech said it could be a short umbilical cord. Because she didn't see a lot of extra cord floating around in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, you know, she's not sure. And definitely there's no way to tell. But that could be a reason that the baby's not flipping. Obviously, if there's a short umbilical cord, that would mean that it would probably actually be bad for her to even try to flip. So, you know what? Whatever. Also, the cord was around her neck. They saw in the ultrasound. Loosely. 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 And that's not uncommon. No, but that's just one more reason Right. That she possibly isn't turning because if the cord's yeah. short and yeah. that's a good amount of section of the cord that's around her body. Yeah. Uh, she weighed in at seven pounds, eight ounces. Of course, that could be off by a pound in either direction. So it's really no super, you know, you can't really trust it. No, you can't. Um, you've, but you had high blood pressure. I've never had high blood pressure in my life. Now, this was a bit of an issue. Angela was a little scared over this. It was 134 over 86. That's extremely high for me, like unheard of high for me. Like, what am I normally like? Ninety over sixty nine, like Something. so low. Yeah, you're almost low blood pressure. Usually, they consider me almost to the point of like unusually low. Yeah, one thing they do test though for like diabetes and stuff is, is protein, right? Proclampsia is what they oh, were looking oh, for. Yeah, I definitely don't have gestational diabetes, but now they're they're concerned with proclampsia because okay. of the high blood pressure. So they took and her, the swelling. They took her blood. Yeah. Proclampsia. Yeah. Uh, but we got the answer back quick. Yeah. I, I, so they did that Tuesday. I think on Thursday they called us back and said, no, no proclampsia. So I don't know what this high blood pressure is about. I don't. Well, we have been just, just like quick updates since that was earlier. We have been, she took her blood pressure again and it has dropped a little bit. Almost, it seems like every day it's dropping a little. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was because of the ham. And all like the salt that you ate yesterday, not yesterday, uh, on Christmas, mm-hmm. um, I meant the day before, but it's, you've been getting better. So I feel like we don't, you know, as long as we just keep a handle on that, I think you're okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, that night we went home and you like put me on a low sodium diet. Like you've completely been like. Yeah. Like the sodium. Police. Police over here. And it seems like it's working. I, it does. A lot of water. You know, well, the next day we went sodium. and saw Dr. Berlin, um, and he took my blood pressure. This is the chiropractor. The guy chiropractor that's supposed to be really good with like flipping babies and stuff like that. Although at this point, we're not necessarily trying to flip the baby. 
it's more so getting relief on my body. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, just in so much hurting. pain. Yeah. But my blood pressure in his office was 120 over 86. And the thing, the concern is, is that that lower blood number, the 86, isn't budging. And that's the number that they're watching. Yeah. That's the number that they want to see a decrease, not the top number. Right. But he told me that for some women at this point in pregnancy, the pregnancy actually starts to become toxic to their bodies. And it's just time to get the baby out. I feel like you're really kind of on your last leg. I feel like this week, this this past I, week. I, but I personally feel like I don't, I'm not ready for her yeah. to come out yet. What, like emotionally? Yeah, because like I, I just feel that she, it's not time for her. You know, like I don't want her to get here too early. Well, no, but if your body's telling you, I mean, first of all, we know that this baby's full cooked. I know. If your body's telling you. It's just something in my brain. If your body's telling you it's time, then maybe it's time. I know. I So I I did a lot of research about online because, you know, like, it's funny. We think that we become experts at stuff by looking online. But online, I read that a great way to get the blood pressure to lower is magnesium and calcium. So I've been like doubling my natural calm at night and I've yeah. been doing the one with the calcium in it. So hopefully that's going to help kind of counteract it as well. Um, but Dr. Berlin on Wednesday, he he said that my fluids were still good and the baby isn't locked in the place. She has plenty of room to move, but the cord must be restricting her because there is no other reason as to why she's not moving. I feel like everybody's zeroing in on this cord thing. Yeah, which my acupuncturist from the very beginning, you know, probably four weeks ago, the very first person I saw when I found out she was breached said, I feel that there's a cord issue. So it's, I, I just kind of feel like that's got to be what it is. I don't know. We'll find out soon enough. I guess so. Um, but then, uh, so wait, back to Tuesday. After we saw the OB, we went to... We went on a tour of a new hospital. We did. Well, there's two hospitals. One in, in LA, basically, that we were considering. One is Cedars. One yeah. is now, this one's St. John in Santa Monica. Because our doc, we were kind of telling our doctor about about Cedars and kind of how we were like, uh, just a little underwhelmed in a few areas. I think we talked about that last episode, actually. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh. Because we toured it and we just walked away yeah. feeling like it was very it dark. Was okay. Anyway, so our doctor was like, hey, check out uh, St. John and Santa Monica. So we did. We set up like a last minute appointment and decided to go tour the day after Christmas. And um, we really liked it. It was like, really, really beautiful. It was kind of like night and day. It was very much night and day. Between the two. I mean, I guess I was being a little under what's the word i don't know i was underdoing it but we really really liked it the vibe felt nice it was light bright airy they were decorated for christmas which is just kind of nice you know why that's nice it's nice because it sort of makes it feel homey in a way it didn't feel chaotic to me it didn't feel chaotic it doesn't feel like felt laid back it doesn't feel like a death place you know no. what i mean but so I called my girlfriend. She delivered twice at St. John's or maybe just once. Regardless, she delivered at St. John's and I asked her her experience and she had nothing but amazing things to say. But she said the reason that St. John's is so amazing is because it's not a trauma hospital. Oh. There's not, you know, so like when there's trauma situations, they're not coming into that hospital. And that's why they're so, so like, they're just so laid back. Like you walk into the the front entrance and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't you notice that? Like, everybody's yeah. smiling and happy, yeah, and yeah. like, it doesn't feel like a hospital. It's really odd to say, but like, it felt very light in there. Yeah, and then we we went toward the uh the like labor and delivery, and the rooms were nice. They were pretty 
they were large and they had big windows. And instead of looking into buildings, um, the sides of buildings that are also tall, you're looking out over Santa Monica. Right. And there's just a ton of light. And it was, um, it was great. It was, it seemed great. So I don't know. I mean, I think that's going to be our place. I guess we need to really sit down and talk about it, but you and I kind of came away with feeling the same way and we've heard nothing, but for the most part, we were just very much on the same page as each other. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I feel like if I was having a vaginal delivery and I'm only going to, and I was only going to be in a hospital for 24 to 48 hours, I feel like maybe I would feel less like dramatic about the hospital that I chose but we're staying in this hospital for potentially up to five days with a C-section. That's a long time to be somewhere. So yeah. I want to make sure it's somewhere that I, A, want to be at, and B, the the staff seems happy. Well, here here's the thing. You know, obviously, you're going to get by no matter where you're at. I mean, that's like, that's obvious. It doesn't even have to be said. It's like, small room, who cares, whatever, you know. Like no, but that's important no to big me. Wi- well, well, let me get to it. No big windows. Who cares? Whatever. I mean, people live in New York, New York City all the time. They get by. They're happy. But if there's one thing that you think can make you feel more at ease, I think that's what it's all about. I think if you can, the more relaxed you can feel, the more like better vibe you have with the place. Um, it's just one more element of comfort, hominess, hominess, and comfort that you kind of. You kind of don't have to worry about when you know you're going to go to that hospital and you already kind of know, oh, okay, I'm not going to get stuck in a shoebox. I'm not going to like have an anxiety attack because I'm stuck in this place for, well, you, if you already know, like, you know where you're going, it's comfortable, it's pretty. Uh, it's just one less thing you have to worry about. Right. And so it's not necessarily like, oh, we can't do this or, you know, we're not going to survive in a small room. It's not about like being snobby or anything like that. It's just, if you can be a little bit more comfortable. I think that's important. Yeah. And it seems like that hospital is doing that for us. This is going to be my first hospital stay ever. Like I've had multiple surgeries, but they're always outpatient. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never stayed in the hospital. I had my appendix out. And you stayed in the hospital? Yeah. For a few days. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So I've never, I've never gone through that. Everything's been outpatient. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like, I just feel like I want comfort, Mm -hmm. especially it's a very important time for us. So Absolutely. But anyways, so we feel, I I mean, like at this point in time, we feel like that's probably the direction that we're going to go. Yeah. And we got to make a decision fast, honestly, because this is coming up quick. You know, here's the other thing, just to add to that one more thing about the hospital choice for us, um, because the hospitals are different distances and the, uh, that St. John hospital is a little bit farther distance from us. Yeah. Um, Not by a whole lot, but just a little bit. Not by much at all. But by a little bit. But- Here's the thing with with the cesarean section, you're obviously scheduled, and we've been told that they're like seven a.m. Mm-hmm. So um, chances are that you know, well, not chances are. It's if we're having a C-section, we know we're not going to be hitting traffic and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and we already know, so we can just leave earlier. So it's not like you know that situation where you go into labor and you're trying to screech your tires down the street to get to the hospital. Right. Uh, we're not in that position, which could be different for other people. Uh, all right. So moving on from the hospital talk. Yeah. So Wednesday morning, we got up super early, saw Dr. Berlin. I already touched on that. Like this has been our week. It's going from appointment to appointment to appointment. Wrapped with him, then went and met with our now pediatrician. We really liked her. 
Yeah, yeah. We met with uh, we had a we had a personal reference from uh, one of my coworkers, um, who we really trust, and, and this coworker is a dad, and he's very much a family man. I like I really trust his opinions with his family recommendation stuff yeah. because he loves his family so much, and I really admire that area of his he's life. He's a dad of girls too, and he does have girls. Yeah, and. Uh, so he recommended someone great, and we think we really liked that pediatrician as well. Yeah, I just walked away feeling very good about that mm-hmm. appointment. Yeah. I didn't feel like, because we had several references lined up ready to go, yeah. chose to see this one first, and we both walked away and said, this feels great this feels to good. us. Yeah, it feels, feels good. comfortable. Yeah. Um, that night is actually the night that the doctor called and said, I'm clear of preeclampsia, but she also called and gave us instructions for the day before and day of the C-section to kind of just run through everything. It's like getting so real. It's so real. Because <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, this is like happening. This is very much happening. It, you know, we, we sort of said this at the beginning of the episode, but it really is. It's like all, we're jamming so much into this week and it, it's just really feeling real. Well, after <laughs> she called us, we went ahead and started booking the travel for our parents. I know. So not only are we now scheduled for the C-section for next Friday, which is going to be January 5th, we have our parents coming in the day before, which is January 4th. So your dad, your mom, my mom, my dad are all four going to be here for the birth. Yep. It's crazy. We'll see. It's crazy. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Let's move on to like, oh, wait, one one other thing. Do we, t- do we say that one of your big, huge things you've been dealing with is this inner thigh pain. We've talked about it a little bit before, but man, it is bugging the poop out of you. It's been so And hard. that's one of the reasons why Dr. Berlin, Berlin um, has been like kind of working on you too. He's really helped. I feel like he also got really into my shoulder, my right shoulder and neck. And he said that um, it was pretty severe, the level of tightness. Yeah. Don't really know what that's about, though. I don't know. Honestly, this is just going back to, I feel like your body is kind of going like, all right, all right, I've had, had enough. You had a low-grade fever the other day, which, you know, could be chalked up to dehydration because it really wasn't anything to be worried about. But here's the thing. I drink so much freaking fluids. How could I be dehydrated? <sighs> I know. I it doesn't know. even make sense. Like your, your, your thigh pain, your inner thigh pain, groin pain, whatever it is. That's, that's why I couldn't do the whole parade thing on Christmas Eve because I physically couldn't walk. It's, it's literally affecting your walking. Your, your Braxton Hicks is, it's continuing, but it's just inconsistent. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I think we have a note here. It says, that I, I said that your stomach looked like a shelf. Like when she gets these Braxton Hicks, it changes the shape of her stomach and it, it sticks does. out in this really weird way. You it like could, gets pointy almost. You could stack books on it. It's, it's or, true. Or uh, put a meal on it. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, let's get on to some like funner things, but here we just have more of like leg pain feels worse. Uh Inner thigh pain and finger joint pain. You're getting that's a new one. Well, my joints, joints. Yeah. My joints just hurt everywhere. That's a common thing. I know. It's a common Dr. Thing. Berlin said that my fingers hurt because each joint is holding just a tiny bit of fluid. Do your fingers hurt? They do. Well now your your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled lawn duty. What are you saying? What are you quoting right now? Isn't that from Billy Madison? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I'm so confused. No, but for real, get out there. You've got lawn duty. Okay. Uh, hey, we need to work on a playlist for the OR. We need to figure that out. 
I know. I know. Like, what uh, do you what do you choose? Like, how know. do you pick the music that your child's going to be born to? That's a very big. Especially like a lot of pressure. Especially if you're a m- music buff. We're, we love our music. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say we're music buffs, but we like. I mean, who I, doesn't? I don't agree with that. No, come I feel on. like we have. We have no, very specific taste in music. No, music buffs are people that like lay on their floor at night and listen to like the Beatles with their headphones in the dark. Okay, no, we're not like that. Right. That's, we, we, we have very specific music taste, though. I build playlists that's all not, the time. That's not true. I like a lot of music. I know, but like we're specific about what we like and we have very similar tastes with music. I guess. I like everything, though. I like a lot. I like most things. I can literally listen to rap music or like Spanish acoustic guitar and I'd be really happy. <laughs> Um, no more doctor's appointments though until the C-section. That's so, crazy. That's another reason why it feels like it's just getting so real is because it's done. It's over. Like we don't see our doctor's else. office. We, we we don't go back to the doctor's office until we have a baby. Do you understand that? Have you like comprehended that? I, I, Isn't yeah. that nuts? It, it is nuts. We've been going weekly and now all of a sudden we don't go back well, until we have a baby in our arms. It's been a part of our life for the last, oh, uh, let's see. Seven months, mm-hmm. even a little bit sooner than that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all about, oh, when's the next doctor's appointment? Oh, can we, can we see an ultrasound? You know, you know what, are, what are we going to see? What are we going to hear? What? Can we try and see her face? Because yeah. that's all we want is to see her face. And now it's over. It's done. It's done. It feels. It's bittersweet for me. <laughs> what? It feels weird. It feels weird. I know it's weird to say because it's like the whole point is because but the I've baby. Really but I really enjoyed this journey and being journey. pregnant. I know, but now. Like it's, it's just been such a, a fun experience to have with you. You know, like this is a first for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well. We're never going, going to have these firsts again. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. The only difference is that if we have another baby, if it's a boy, that's the only like. Well. You got another week. So at the end of next week, let's see if you're still saying this because I have a feeling this coming up week is going to be really rough on you because it's been rough the last several days. Yeah. So let me know <laughs> after next week if you're if you're still into the pregnancy aspect <laughs> of it. Um, uh, I mean, really, gosh, well, oh, we, we scheduled a photographer for the mm-hmm. hospital. Someone, someone that we know, we've already worked Cara with. Cara is her name. Yeah. She shoots my stuff all the time. Yeah. So by the way, tip, if you are scheduling a photographer um do do it with somebody that you know and you're really comfortable with because that's such an intimate time in your life not to Um, mention you're you might be breastfeeding yeah so we're comfortable with cara and she's going to come over and take some photos within the first few days hopefully and um hopefully get some family shots yeah yeah okay so i did skip over some stuff because i wanted to end on like a higher uh funner note that i really feel like the nursery's coming together now like after all this strife, yeah, it is really coming together. It is, but it's still not done. Well, we got this pink rug in, and you really love that. You, the, the changing pad came in. Um, we finally finalized some of the bedding choices that you were struggling so hard with, and those are being made. That's uh, that's happening. Mm-hmm. So you know, really, the the hard part is over choosing it now. It just needs to get made and shipped, and then we put it up. We got our glider. We got the glider in. Monty that's Design a big deal. sent that to us. Yeah, and it's, it's this really nice gray. It's a nice gray, super comfortable. I'm happy that it's gray because if we do have a second baby, if it's a boy, it easily transitions. Yeah. Whereas like the bedding, not or pink rug, like obviously that's not going to be usable again. Do you know what was cool about that? Which surprised me. Which I, maybe I just don't know 
like gliders, but it, the ottoman that it came with also was a glider. I didn't expect that either. So it's really cool when you're when you're in the chair and you're like, you know, doing your gliding thing, your feet are doing the same thing. So anyway, it I just, feel like that's going to be the spot, a, u- a very used piece of furniture in our yeah, house yeah, absolutely. for both of us. So thanks, Monty, for that. Yeah, uh, that was uh, that was cool. Big blessing. Big blessing. Uh, is there anything that we really missed? We're at 49, 50 minutes here. Um, so really, I think we just need to, you know, get into this next week and try to make you comfortable and build this playlist and get just prepared. Make sure our bags are fully packed and ready to go and get Ducks the nursery. My bag is not packed, by the way. It's it's put together, but it's not mm. fully. Your camera bag's packed. My camera bag's sort of packed. I'm bringing like four cameras just in case. To be fair, your camera bag is packed because last week, remember, we took that emergency trip back to the doctor's office and thought we were going to have to go to the hospital. Yeah. So you've got like a very loosely packed situation. It could be better. I've got like, I've got jeans. I've got a sweatshirt. I think I've got a couple of pairs of underwear and some socks. But that's it. Like I... I really don't have. I've got my suitcase. And it's not even in a bag. It's just on the floor. <laughs> I've got my suitcase out. It's ready to go, but like it's not like my my toiletries and stuff like that isn't done. Yeah. But I have a I have a running list of the things and I actually need to film a YouTube video about this about like what's real what's in my Totally. my hospital bag. Yeah, totally. But I People love that. I feel like what we're packing, not we, but me, what I'm packing is different because Yeah, what do you I'm, got? Like a 9 mil over there? <laughs> Because I'm not going to labor, you know, so right. I don't have the the things that other women probably are going to need, like, like the bouncy balls, the rollers, and, yeah, right. the heating pads, right. all that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's wrap this up and let's do this next week. We keep you comfortable, and we pack the bags, and we get the parents, get the parents, and we uh, just wait on some of the stuff from the nursery to come in, and we uh, and we're waiting to see figure out your work schedule too. We didn't even touch on that. I know it's, it's a whole, I don't want to get into it right now. It's a whole big thing. We'll, t- we'll talk about <laughs> later anyway. All right. Well, Hey, thanks for listening. And, yep. um, gosh, well, like, wait, let's, so wait, are we gonna, we'll have one more episode now before the baby for week 38, yeah, because right. we are scheduled to have her at 39, 39 and one. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see you next week. And, uh, the last week of pregnancy. All right, guys. See ya. Bye. All right. Hope you enjoyed the episode. So, here's the thing. Little did we know that just two days after we recorded that episode, Angela went into labor about a week early. So, I guess I'll just come out and say it. We're proud parents of a beautiful baby girl. The thing is, we really love sharing this journey with you. And we're kind of just not ready to stop. So... This might be the end of Hello Bump, but it might be the beginning of... Hello, baby. 